0: k the korean drama podcast with emily and raquel and this is the show where we take a k drama we watch it four episodes at a time and then we get together here every week to talk about it
1: yeah this week we did the final four episodes of good casting that's episodes 13 through 16 took me this long to get the math right but you better (laughs) believe this is the second take i'm not that good i'm not that (laughs) smooth
0: you got it though and wow We're already finished. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, this one flew by. We blinked. Good casting was over. It was very good and I miss it.
0: I miss it. And there's almost definitely going to be a season two.
1: Yeah, holy cow. Because that entire finale, that last episode was literally just, how do we set this up to make it season two? How do we
0: not finish any storylines? And just set up storylines for season two.
1: Nobody dies except our favorite character. He dies. Everybody else who you thought was dead is not dead. I don't until even they believe Michael's dead. dead. Like, yeah, is he no, dead? Is... Absolutely mm-hmm.
0: not. Absolutely not. He has been dead so many other times. How am I supposed to believe that Toc killed him?
1: I can't. Yeah. Um, do you wanna, do you wanna talk a little bit about who Michael was and how you feel about him?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was a really cool thing. I thought it was, I mean, you kind of called it, and back to, they're always here for the Avengers. I mean, it's not too surprising that it was Doc Ock. But I thought it was a really good twist. It was a really good, like, he was there the whole time. You just didn't expect him. I mean, I talked way too long about how I'm pretty attracted to him. And then to see him (laughs) descend into darkness was like, yes, I'm here for that. Hi, aesthetically, that is very pleasing to me. So I'm into it. I was into that.
1: He was always in darkness. He just had a... Because he seemed like such a bumbling villain at the very, very beginning. Yeah. And then he seemed like a really aspiring villain for a while. Yeah. And then he seemed pretty crazy, and then they were like, oh no, he's nuts. He's Michael, by the way, also too, as well.
0: (laughs) He's for real, for real dangerous nuts. Not just kind of vaguely pathetic nuts.
1: Yeah, no, he's out there doing murder, so...
0: I mean, I'm into it. I really like that. Thank you. Yes, I'll take it.
1: Okay. Okay, yeah. Okay.
0: I don't know how she figured that out from him listening to a song and then bombing his head during a murder, but you know. (laughs) Big Chun-mi really had an ascension in these last four episodes. She got a little bit of superpowers.
1: Yeah, she went from very good spy to impossibly good spy. Like, hey. A couple episodes. Eps. A
0: couple eps. She did that (laughs) virtual tour in her mind of Director So's office to be like, what could he have been referring to when he was saying Hong Kong as he died? And hey... That's very cool, but also what's happening? Why is she like this now?
1: Yeah, that said, um, I kind of feel like it's one of those things where they set up just enough clues that if you were really paying attention, you could have guessed who it was not based on how you are... I, like, I guessed it based on the fact that I thought half of his face looked like Doc Ock, like when you saw the hooded half-face is like, oh that's that looks a lot like him. But I was willing to believe that there was someone else with a somewhat similar profile that they were going to make Michael. Anyway, that aside, um the head bobbing I think is one of them. I'm sure there's others that I just wasn't smart enough to catch on to. I don't know, maybe he like rubbed his shoulder a lot. That would have been cool. <laughs> go back and watch it and see if that happened. Or if that would have been too much. Um, He listened to classical music. Uh, Oh no, that was both times we were sure that was Doc Ock. That wasn't a hint toward Michael. So actually discard that one. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's fine. Anyway, the head bobbing for sure. If you paid attention to her being like, why is he bobbing his head? And then later him doing a murder and like bobbing his head. You could guess it. I like that. I do like oh, stuff see, like that. Oh, see, I hate that. I think that's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's silly, but I like when the murderer or, like, the main culprit isn't pulled out of thin air. I guess I just like when you reasonably could guess who it had been. Mm. It's not like, here's a new character that you didn't, you couldn't have possibly guessed it was them because you didn't know of their existence. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like that he was there the whole time, and I guess I think it was perfect on the level that good casting has been perfect, where it's so vaguely silly this whole time, and everything's just a little bit unreasonable, but, like, who cares? We're just having a good time. So I felt like, to me, the head-bobbing thing was that, where, like, we caught Michael this spy this international spy this man of terror who has done so much damage to our country by just he's bobbing his head just some music like yes there were other clues <laughs> but to me it's like oh man that's what you're going with okay
1: interesting okay, yep. <laughs> uh, cool flex I guess but... <laughs>
0: that's good casting in a nutshell
1: yeah oh man we had a lot of so around episode 14 15 ish i feel like we had a lot of interesting filler scenes where we got to just like really hang out with the characters in a way i wouldn't expect so close to the end yeah but it was really nice um we got to have like a little karaoke scene which was fine (laughs)
0: I thought that was really cute. I think modern dramas are really good at taking this classic trope of having like a let your hair down, let your characters be silly moment that the karaoke scenes have always been and turning them into more emotional moments where she sings this beautiful song about a mother loving her daughter. And I did not see that coming. I thought it would be your classic, funny, silly karaoke scene. Not this time.
1: Yeah, they were all wearing wigs, so it's fair for you to assume that maybe (laughs) they weren't going to take it to a deep emotional level, but... But they did. They did. Oh, I was also just... They did, like, a whole segment on bullying, so...
0: (laughs) Uh, I mean, they did a fine job with that. It's hard being a teacher. (laughs) condoning and it's such a it's such a hard thing to show adults beating up high school students that's I think they walked a fine line they did it well enough it's just really hard for me to get behind as an idea
1: yeah it's just hard because here's the thing here's the thing Yeah, those kids sucked, and probably they deserved what they got, but at the same time, teenagers are developing and figuring stuff out, and I am one of those hippy-dippy-woo-woo bullshit people who... I I don't know. I don't think it's hippy-dippy-woo-woo bullshit, but I understand if other people do, where I'm like, if they are lashing out in a certain way... It is because they aren't having some amount of needs met, which is to say, maybe that need is for someone to like enforce a rule or like I don't know. I guess beating them up is one form of enforcing a rule, but also I don't. Know, I just it feels a bit like child abuse. But and it's it feels so a hard. lot like child abuse. I'm pretty sure it's
0: yeah. I'm pretty sure that's child abuse, and it's so hard to show her realizing that her kid was being beat up. Like, Misun sees that her daughter is being bullied, and I kind of thought that maybe a little bit of the lesson learned would be, maybe I'll be a little bit easier on my daughter at home, take some of that pressure off. But instead of moving in that direction, it moved in the direction of, like, so maybe I'll go hard on these other kids, too. (laughs) And it's like, maybe all high schoolers are just having a really hard time, and if we could just be a little bit nicer to them.
1: Yeah, like, they've got some emotional stuff there. I wouldn't go back to high school for... A million dollars. I would not go back to high school. I actually might, but I had a pretty like decent high school experience. Honestly, I but peaked like, in high school. I really... had a great time yeah. there. <laughs> it can be. It can be a very tumultuous time. Yeah, um, I thought that Imye Un presented a pretty radical and. Uh, innovative solution to how she responded to bullying which was do better than them get your GED go to college early but but I understood
0: her position that maybe running away isn't an option for everyone and also isn't I don't know you'd rather stop the bullies right like yeah they kind like, of they definitely- win if you just run away
1: yeah they definitely needed to be taught that lesson what okay what if this what if we have like we completely heal turn. this show becomes the karate kid we teach the teenage daughter how to take on all of the bullies she becomes the next me soon the or chan mi wow um then uh the second season is about her
0: i like that even better because i don't see A bunch of high school brats getting beat up, and I, I don't know, was there, I guess they realized it was her mom, but like, I don't see them being super friendly with Homegirl after that. No. In what world are they like, let's go to the convenience store together, I'll get you some snacks. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's. It seems like painting a target on her. Teach a girl to fish. She can beat up high schoolers for the rest of her life. Come on. For the rest of her high school career. And
0: then she can probably go on to work for the NIS. That's pretty cool. And also, she can probably learn a lot more about her mom in the process, which would be nice.
1: Yeah, I think it would have been really cool if her mom was the one that taught her to fight. Like, obviously, we've got Chan-mi who is very good at fighting, but, like, what if her mom was like, okay, I'm gonna teach you some stuff, and then she was like, hey, listen, where did you figure out how to do all of this? And then uh, we get to have a moment where mother and daughter really level and talk about what's going on in their lives together as a family.
0: Like, we know this storyline is also not perfect, but, yeah, that last scene between mother and daughter where homegirl is like mom, how's the insurance business going? And mom is like, why are you talking to me? Since when do you care what I'm like? <laughs> and I'm like, oh soon? hey, let's <laughs> let's talk to your kid like You're she's a human. Better. You're not improving. Yeah. You um, you could be, but you have
1: chosen not to. Yeah. Teacher We've kids chosen to your path. Teach a your kids. Message to throw from hands. play on kids. Or play on k <laughs> play on kids. Play on k- <laughs> <says we're> kids for kids.
0: <laughs> the K is for kids now. You thought it might be K dramas? It was never. <laughs> yeah. We're here for the children.
1: Yep. Oh. And we want them to play on.
0: And fight each Misen- other. <laughs> Misun's whole family is a little
1: bit um iffy. I thought we were yeah, going in a different
0: direction with her husband.
1: Yeah, I wasn't super impressed with where we decided to go with pretty much her entire wrap up, because her husband got gets really drunk one night, Ca like costs what was it like three thousand U.S. dollars,
0: almost four, but she doesn't pay it. I thought that was a really funny, little like me soon can hold her own in a fight kind of moment.
1: Yeah, where she... I mean, she pays it, but she pays it in installments over five months.
0: No, he knocks it down to $300.
1: Oh, dang. Okay, well, I missed that part. I was just, like, ready for her to make those payments, I guess.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> she gets the discount. She finds out what the real bill was. Which is still... I mean, $400 still a lot of money.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and but also, yeah, it was him kind of flying into a jealous, like, not even rage, just a jealous bender, where he thinks that she's up to something that she's not, because he's too stupid to figure out that she's a spy, which I thought he was going to, and instead he thinks that she's gonna cheat on him or something, and then he drinks a lot, and then he... Is relieved when she's done with a certain aspect of her job that he doesn't understand any more than he did at the beginning.
0: Yeah, I wanted him to find out more. I wanted more communication with Misun's family. I don't understand why working for the NIS is a secret for her. It Uh-oh. seems like something she should be able to tell her family. I don't know, I don't get the rules.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where I get that when she's undercover, she has to be pretty careful. But also, I'm trying to think that I I just don't see why it makes a difference. Because it's like, even if someone finds our family and is like, what does your mom do? And then her daughter's like, my mom sells insurance. And then they're like... No, joke's on you. She cleans up a building at a place. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she mops the floors, and it's like... Everyone's about equally confused as they would be. I don't know. I guess I don't know where I'm going with this, but...
0: But what's the point in lying? The NIS is a legitimate organization that people can work for. I get if she can't say she's a spy, but maybe she's like... I work for the NIS, period, that's all I can tell you guys. Problem solved with, like, 90% of your family problems there.
1: Yep, occasionally there's just stuff about every job that you don't tell other people. Like, I don't know, when I worked at a tech company, I didn't come home and tell everyone the intricacies of how our technology worked so that they could share those ideas with other people. I just said, yeah, i just fix it all day. Just fix the thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pretty sure doctors, lawyers, therapists, so many jobs, you can say, I am this thing. And probably where you work, you just can't share any details beyond that. I don't know. I'm just... I'm frustrated because, to me, he was getting very cute. He was getting very... Like, obviously, jealous husband is not a cute look, but... I was here for it. I was here for him starting to realize how much his wife meant to him and that if there was a possibility of losing her that he should be better and he should change something. And they spun it to be like, no, he doesn't there's no improvement in their relationship.
1: He offers to do the dishes once, so So next time
0: she goes to russia for a few months and she's gone again maybe then he'll do the dishes again we'll see but probably we've got one scene where he loves her for a second and acts like a human being but he'll probably revert back to right back to where we started after the show is over i so know so there's that the, the, the bummer. I was gonna say the most bummer storyline but hey, Secretary <laughs> Beyond died you win you get the most bummer story, yep. bud
1: yeah, he went ahead and died and that sucked because he was a pretty good character and um, he had a really sad death and I guess we're just gonna keep hurting Siakou forever this Cause poor he,
0: CEO, like, yeah, he, what did he do in a past life?
1: He can't have anyone in his life, because both of his parents died, and that sucked, and then he and his wife, who, that, we can circle back around to that, but they didn't really ever seem to like each other, but they did get a divorce, and then, uh, he, you know, like his first love just kind of disappeared one day and then came back and pretended not to be that person specifically so that she didn't have to confront. I mean, she, not specifically, lots of reasons, but also, like, didn't confront any of that with him. Uh, continually breaks his heart and lets him know how much they just cannot be together, absolutely no. And then, uh, the bodyguard who has been taking care of him since the death of his father goes ahead and also uh, bites the dust, so... In, like, a
0: sacrificing-your-life-to-protect-him kind of way, which is the kind that haunts you for the rest of time. Yep. I say as if I've experienced. I just assume.
1: Yeah, you just think... I feel like... You know, couldn't say for sure, feel like it would keep me up at night.
0: Being like, am I important enough? Am I living an important enough life that somebody should have died for me? Man, can't wait to ponder that for the rest of my days. (laughs) Yikes. Watching Yunsako in his office after his secretaries have both left him... And he's, like, staring at his platypus, and, like, <laughs> good on this guy for having the hint of a smile of, like, at least I have my stuffed toy.
1: Yep, this big stuffed doll that I love. My but new secretary. My
0: new secretary. Me over here. Like, who allowed him to be alone for any minute of any day?
1: Yeah, somebody give this boy a hug. Preferably Secretary beyond, but I guess we know that's not going to happen, so...
0: Maybe we could just assign him a new secretary very quickly. And I know that's not going to fix his loneliness, his gaping hole of need for people in his life that love him. But it might be a nice distraction from the yeah. empty office that he's now walking around
1: in. Whoa. Well, I guess he'll always have his weirdly, surprisingly warm relationship with his ex-wife, and his he'll also sort of halfway have his absentee girlfriend, so. Are they even
0: really together? No. I don't know. I genuinely don't know.
1: I, yeah, I'm gonna go with no. I'm gonna go with I'm it doesn't feel like yes. they are. Okay, okay, okay. But
0: it still definitely feels like he's chasing her. And I hate that for a finale. I'm trying to
1: think if there's, like, anyone that we could reasonably assign as his secretary that, like, isn't doing much. Like, a side character. Oof. Uh, Everyone's pretty busy. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Everyone's kind of busy, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, but... Oh, we could, um... What about like? No, he's also kind of busy. I was gonna say I can't think of his name. The good, the good, good other tech boy.
0: Oh, Muhyuk? Yeah, Muhyuk. Yeah, I think he still works for the NIS, so he might be busy.
1: Yeah, probably busy. Um, what about Sohee? What she up to? See, for?
0: that's where I went to, and I was like, maybe <laughs> four is too young. But. I mean, I'm here for it. I, She's got a lot of work cut out for her with her new dad. I shouldn't
1: say that. That's maybe inappropriate. Uh-oh. Um, her But also, boyfriend. like, yeah, I guess wu um, Wuwan is going to be a dad now, so that seems dangerous, but okay. But I kind of need that
0: for him. <laughs> Nothing, I assume, matures you faster. Then just suddenly having a three-year-old and your girlfriend going off to Russia.
1: Yeah, I'm already very, very tired on behalf of Un because she's just got like two kids now, but one of them <laughs> is her boyfriend.
0: One of them keeps grabbing her wrist.
1: Yeah, oh my, okay, that will never be, it's been years now. How many years, what year did we start this? It's been like almost four years now. Yeah, like three, three and two months. Yeah, <laughs> like three years and two months, so practically four. <laughs> um, I w- still never see someone grab someone else's wrist in a K drama and think, "Oh, that's romantic." They still haven't gotten me there. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just. I'm there. I just, it's, it happens in every K drama. I just feel like maybe like holding hands is good, like grab my hand or maybe say like, "Hey." We have to go do this, and I know you don't want to, but this is the way the cookie is going to crumble. Like, communicate with your words? Yeah. I just don't... I don't like physical force.
0: Yeah. See, they've gotten me on the wrist grab, because they almost never do a hand grab, which is what I truly want, but they've gotten me convinced (laughs) somehow that a wrist grab is good enough. I'm in it. My heart flutters. Anything above the wrist, which happens more and more often nowadays, I think. Like, I think CEO Yoon at some point grabs Big Chun-mi by the forearm, and I was like, hey, don't grab her there. Hey, don't do that, sir. To me, that's anti-romance.
1: Yeah, luckily with Big Chun-mi... <clears throat> Sorry. Luckily with Big Chun Mi, she could kill him, so Yeah. It doesn't feel quite as um threatening, but I mean it's one of those things where it's like in the intention behind it, and maybe the intention isn't threatening, but it is controlling, and I don't like it.
0: I don't like it. I wish you wouldn't. Man, uh we went on a roller coaster these four episodes. I wanna start talking about Wuan. And Emya before we move away from that, because it is maybe the most convoluted storyline. But, like, I'm here for it. I'm always here for the romance. I was so invested going into these last four episodes to see what happened. And then we watched the finale together. And I was like, hey, I'm actually done with this storyline. How many times can she reject you? Let's normalize not pursuing people who have rejected you.
1: Yeah, let's normalize trusting that people have their reasons and you don't you're not entitled to know them if they reject you.
0: Not in K-drama Land. Nope. We're not doing that. I don't know. I my heart wants it, but my brain is like, this is not okay, and it's not romantic because it's not okay. I just want her to be able to make the decision for herself, like, I'm not gonna be with this man, who could potentially make me happy, I don't know, because he doesn't know anything about me, and I know that it spirals back into, like, I'm not worthy, and I hate that, uh, I wish she wouldn't think she was not worthy of dating him, but it was her decision, and I want that to be respected. And I hate that so much of this romance revolved around her decisions not being respected at all.
1: Yep, just constantly, always. Like, no one ever really respected Imiye-un's decisions. And honestly, I don't know. There's part of me, and I know that they didn't want to take it in this direction because they really did want to circle back to the romance, and this particular reason was just too good of a reason to not date someone. (laughs) Uh, A reason to not date someone. Did I say all of those words? Hard to say. Hard to Uh, say. It'll come out in post. Anyway. uh, The reasoning that I initially thought was honestly that it was better for her and, like, her life and her daughter that she didn't date. Not because she wasn't good enough, but because she has a lot of other responsibilities and obligations and she's not ready to move into that next phase of her life where she is a single mom who is a spy who is also dating cuz yeah she also yeah th- I mean this K drama started with her not wanting to move into the field and do field work and they were the what's his face the director of the NIS Went ahead and decided to threaten her with homelessness if she if she went ahead and decided she wasn't ready to take on that job as a single parent and her child's last living parent. But (laughs) okay, send her in the field. Yeah. When you're right, you're right.
0: She had, I mean, throughout this entire drama. She had other spies babysitting her child instead of an actual babysitter. So, like, clearly she was not prepared to balance her work life and her home life with this massive change in her work life. So probably she just did not want to take on one more thing. My mind went to, it's been three years, girls gotta get laid. Like... (laughs) Women have needs too. Maybe, maybe listen to your heart and uh, respect that uh, you might have needs that need to be met. This boy's offering that.
1: Maybe just like, maybe just like a little hookup.
0: Maybe just like like lay out the terms.
1: Let let him know you're not ready for something serious, but you'd be happy to. (laughs) You know. You'd be happy to negotiate. Just like,
0: if there's something that you could get out of this relationship, I just didn't want her walking away feeling like, because I'm a mom, I don't get any of the nice things that come with romance anymore.
1: Yeah, I guess it's really up to like her and what she wants, and there's no re- wrong or right way to do it, but what is wrong or right is how many people are telling her that she has to do it a certain way.
0: Yeah. And I'm being one more of those people and I'm sorry, Myeun. I just am not there to grab your wrist, so I want my voice to be heard. (laughs) It's why we have a podcast. It's why we have a podcast. Do whatever you want, Myeoon. It just feels like Wu Wan
1: has a lot of baggage. Mostly the emotional
0: range of a twelve year old.
1: Yeah, and he's doing the wear him down technique, which is one of the grossest techniques around.
0: I mean, CEO Yuna is also doing that. That's freaking scene in the restaurant where chan trying to go on a date, and she's like, I don't know if I want to date oh this God. guy, but he's coming on a little strong. But here we are. I'm out here. I'm blind dating again. And CEO Yun is like, hey, sorry, bud. Sorry, champ. Step off the lady's (laughs) mind. It's like, hey, we didn't need this scene. This poor contractor. No. He liked you so much. Yeah. First of all, he's a nice man. Second of all. Second of all, we did not need this power play in the middle of a restaurant. And third of all, she's clearly rejected you a lot of times. Yikes. That very romantic speech about like, how he's gonna keep coming after her one hundred
1: times. Yikes! Not romantic. Yeah, not romantic. It's sorry. The wear him down thing is not ro- romance k dramas, and for some reason that's the only freaking romance that we really got out of this. And just like everyone playing the piano for Imhyeon, just like everybody. <laughs> So romantic. The struggle is real with these people. They do not know how to talk to each other about love and romance.
0: We had that nice scene in CEO Yoon's office when Baek Chan-mi turns in her letter of resignation and he signs it. And I thought that would be so much like... He says, please don't leave me. You're the last person I have. Which is a lot of weight to put on a relationship. But she kind of... She was serving a lot of, like, I'm going to stick around, I'm still interested in you on a personal level. That was such a good opportunity to establish that there's a real romantic interest between these two people, but instead they just kind of cut the scene short, and I don't get why.
1: Yeah, I we were watching it together and both of us got super confused when all of a sudden it was just the three lady spies standing on the street talking to each other about first time missions. Like, hey, can we
0: finish that scene first where he's going to ask if she will be his girlfriend? Because that was going to be really cute. We were very excited for that. Okay, never mind. We're done.
1: Okay, I- I guess we don't want that either. <laughs> don't give it to us because we never wanted it. Thanks. Thanks. We weren't hoping for it. <laughs> we didn't even want it. Just like, do whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Hey, good casting. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else got a wrap up? Oh, you wanted to circle back
0: to the ex-wife.
1: Oh, yeah. That was kind of a weird scene for me because she was working up to be such a villain this whole season. She just, it seemed like she had plot after plot going in her mind and that she was going to kind of come out on top of everything. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, after she had effectively gotten the CEO removed from his position so that she could take over the company entirely she just doesn't anymore. She just doesn't anymore. And then you get like a little flashback scene to her finding out that he did man I don't even remember what it was Do you he... remember what it was? Yes,
0: because we were so shocked in that scene for CEO Yoon to be like, hey, your dad is Myung, the bad guy that we've been fighting this whole season. And we were like, what? Were we supposed to know that? And then we find out that it was a secret and CEO Yoon had sold a bunch of his shares to stir up, like, talk. Get a bunch of, um like, newspaper articles written about him selling his shares so that people would stop spreading rumors and gossiping about Myung and uh Homegirl's connection because they were yeah. getting too close to the truth.
1: That's wild. That's
0: CEO stuff. That's rich people drama, I think.
1: Yeah. Can't really can't really get in too deeply into it, I guess, but It happened, and it was kind of a nice thing for him to do, I guess. She was flattered. Mm -hmm. She seems pretty into him.
0: Like, a little too much. I was... I mean, if you're gonna lean really hard, this hard, into the woman-scorned storyline, which they did the entire season, maybe just, like, keep it going till the end. Season 2 is about her... And the evil lady spy who somehow ended up in jail, like, I don't love that for her. Let's team those two up. Forget white collar, who they. We've got a big bad evil lady right here in front of us.
1: Yeah, maybe she is white
0: collar. Who's to say? Who's to say? She's been doing so good at being so bad. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and then all of a sudden she's just like, eh. You know, I kind of like this guy. Here's your company back. What? Okay.
0: Okay. Extreme makeover, bad guy edition. Real villain <laughs> edition. Like.
1: Yeah. I guess in season two, we can try and resurrect that. Like, maybe they were just trying to give it some closure in case season two doesn't happen. And then if season two happens, they can be like, psych, she's still pissed. <laughs> She just seemed
0: so weak in that last scene. I know, I don't know. I know I shouldn't root for villains, but I do. And I hate that she just found out that her husband, her ex-husband, was, did a romantic thing one time. And she forgives and forgets every other thing that has ever happened. Goodbye. I'm not the villain anymore
1: yeah or even just like weakness of character development cause like if you want to forgive someone and like give them their company back I guess do the damn thing but it's that it just didn't feel in line with her like the story they had been telling us about her up to that point that that is who she was going to be about the whole situation but I don't know I don't know who's to say not me
0: I like the way you put it, though, because the way I put it might have sounded like forgiveness is weakness, and that is not true at all. But we had a character direction that we were moving in, and it felt weak to give up on that, and I'm not sure what the point was, except to just uh, tie up loose ends and be like, all of our bad guys have an ending, and this is hers, and she's just going to... Keep living her life just fine.
1: Yeah. We're gonna go ahead and shelf this one for now. <laughs> she's not in jail, but she's not dead. So she's still a threat, but she doesn't feel like being one right now. Uh What else is good? What else is good besides casting? Man, that little... I
0: think... <laughs> I think we were all a little bit like... What are, they, what are they doing here? They're leaning a little bit too hard into the name right at the end here. But you know, they drove it home with the camera stare.
1: Yeah, good casting banter, everybody look at the camera. I everybody throw your fist in the air. <laughs> we will slow this fade out. This is now out. the breakfast club. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, I love it. I think it was getting to be too much, and then they were like, no, we're going to absolutely shatter the fourth wall. We are not leaving cracks. We are not leaving dents. We are done with the fourth wall. Hello, we are good casting.
1: (laughs) Thank you for watching. I'm sure you're wondering why we've gathered you all here today. Thanks for being here for the last 16 hours. This has been good casting. We're the good cast.
0: Is is it too on the nose? No. Because we're looking at you, we're talking to you, and hey, we're gonna have another (laughs) season. We hope you join us then. See you around. Like, hey, okay, that's the chaotic energy that they've brought this whole game, so why not (laughs) amplify it times a million right here at the end?
1: Yeah, just like that one last steroid level dosage of just absolute chaos. And then we ended, and that's it. That was good casting.
0: That was good casting. I really liked this show. It was a good break. I feel like it might be mean to call it a break.
1: (laughs) It did feel like one, though, because we've been doing so many emotional dramas, and we just... This one was not completely... Devoid of emotion. It just was all pretty much good or confused emotions, which is fine. I'm happy with good and confused. Even
0: the sad moments did not hit quite as hard. And again, that might be on us. That might have been our mindset. But I liked it. I thought it was nice that we could still have a death of a beloved character and not feel like we can't get out of bed the next day. Thank you for that balance. Good casting.
1: Thank you, good casting. Um, I have, like, so much that I want to talk about as far as, like, overarching themes of this K-drama. I'm really looking forward to the bonus episode that we do on this drama so that we can, like... Y'all, it's just going to be Raquel talks about feminism for 45 consecutive <laughs> minutes and holds Emily hostage in the conversation.
0: I'm excited. Yeah. That would be nice.
1: Yeah. So join us next week. Um. In the meantime, is there anything else you want to talk about before we do some housekeeping in? Mm-mm. Okay. In the meantime, email us. We're at playonkpodcast at gmail dot com. We love to receive emails. We would absolutely email you back. We just like to chat about K dramas. We like to hear what you thought. And now that we've finished this one, we especially want to hear what you thought. And we can ruminate on that and take it into our next uh, into our next episode that we record. Yeah.
0: You can find all of our past episodes, as well as comment directly on the episodes, on our website, playonk.com, and it's there that you can sign up for our newsletters, so you never miss when we start a new show, as well as knowing what I watch every month, I compile a list of that. We, on our website, also have a link to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash playonk if you want to find it directly, and we appreciate so much our patrons josh and john and jason and annie thank you always and forever for supporting us on there there are blog posts and watch parties and early access to our episodes so if you're interested in any of those or just supporting us please do so at patreon
1: yeah and i do want to do a quick shout out to mark who gave us a one-time donation once not too long ago but it honestly meant the world. Just the, I don't know, just thank you so much to thank every single so one of you. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Yes. Um. What else do we have? We are on a couple of social media sites. We hop on Twitter and we hop on Instagram and we have a lot of fun over there. Mostly, it's a lot of M. You get a lot of M because Raquel is garbage at social media. I'm Raquel. I don't know why I refer to myself in the third person. <laughs> um, but i do love to hop on there i love to uh to comment on whatever you guys want to want to say on posts and stuff and message back and and whatever i can do so hop on over there on twitter we are play on k and on instagram we're at play on k podcast
0: yeah and finally we are on a bunch of streaming platforms like itunes stitcher blueberry and spotify And if you can, we would appreciate so much if you would leave a review and a rating for us. Those would help us get found by other listeners, as well as just make our hearts full. Thank you so much to those of you who have already done that. Thank you, as always, to James Paul Hevel and Scoot2DM for our theme song. We love them and we love you.
1: Yes, we love them and we love you and we love all of you for listening. Thank you so much and join us next week for the bonus episode of Good Casting.